Tonight, we celebrate the value of sport as a means of bringing together people from 71 nations and territories. Taken over at halfway, Green stretching it, Frederick's coming through, but the world team doesn't. Lincoln in 9.9 miles takes the Commonwealth game. Thompson comes in with Frederick's then serving to but it's Edo! Edo Bolden first, and he's run 9.88, excuse me. Goodbye, Linford Christie. Hello, Atto. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Off the Podium, an Olympics podcast. Asterix this time around, it's the Commonwealth Games. As we come back to wrap up the 21st Commonwealth Games that we have covered intensely over the last uh, two or so weeks, our third episode on them. Oh, it's been a stretch. It's been incredibly busy and hectic here at the Off the Podium offices as we bring you all the coverage that you want to know about these games. It's been fun. It's been exciting. I think we've all had different experiences of these games and uh, very much looking forward to hearing our thoughts and everything. We've got our predictions to go over. We've got lots and everything to cover and talk about and bag out and commend and everything along those lines. And for the first time since the preview episode... He was too busy watching the lawn bowls over the last uh, 12, 13 days to even join us on the show. From Emu Plains, it's Mr. Jared Lubick. Jared, welcome back to Off the Podium. Thank you. It's good to be back. I'm hoping that I can provide plenty of insight from the um, couple of hours of the Commonwealth Games that I watched. <laughs> and speaking of a couple of hours of the Commonwealth Games that he watched, uh, tuning into the CBC two-hour highlights twice during the Commonwealth Games as well as DAZONE. Uh, it is Colin Hilding from the beautiful city of Winnipeg uh, in Canada. I just had to remember which Winnipeg we were talking to. Hello, Colin. Welcome back. Yeah, this is going to be weird because we went into this talking about how this is not a big deal in Canada, and I think I have legitimately watched about the, more than Ben and Jared combined to the Commonwealth Games somehow, and I did it all in an app called DAZONE. DAZONE, um, which is just hilarious that I met someone from DAZONE and we joked about how they pronounce it and he works for DAZONE. So, um, yeah, uh, the Commonwealth Games, they're over. Uh, Jared, okay, the two hours that you watched, what did you watch? Are you sad? Are you excited? Did you like the Commonwealth Games? Do you not give a shit about the Commonwealth Games? Are you looking forward to Birmingham? Do you want to complain about how badly Scotland did at these games? I don't know. The floor is yours. The Commonwealth Games. Uh, well, I saw a lot of swimming because that was the only thing on at like night when I got a chance to watch stuff. So, and then when that finished, there was like nothing on at night and I was busy. And then I think I caught kind of the last weekend, which was actually a pretty terrible weekend for Australia because I just watched us losing all these team sports to everybody. <laughs> um, but I think overall they were good. I'm definitely looking forward to Birmingham after their amazing, um, oh. Preview from the closing ceremony, which I'm sure we'll get to. Um, 
what a place. What beautiful um, blue skies in all their images, which went really well with their song choice. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought the bits of the games I saw were great, even though it was Australia losing matches that we were meant to win hands down. I think in a minute we'll talk about the closing ceremony in depth. But, uh, I mean, Colin, obviously we did the halfway point with you and I, but, I mean, what do you kind of have to come out from this? Because, I mean, you've obviously watched a lot, but I, I would like to know how Canada are reacting because you actually finished fourth, you dropped back a spot, you actually won, I think, less than half the gold you won in Glasgow, even though you actually won the same amount of medals. But uh, silver is the new bronze for Canada <laughs> when it comes to summer sports. Um 40 silver medals. My goodness, you silver hoarders. Yeah. Uh, I mean, are Canada happy with that? Is Canada not giving a shit about that? I mean, how's Canada reacting to fourth place at the Commonwealth Games? You know, considering there was no TV coverage when the opening ceremonies happened, it was just DAZN app coverage, and we talked about how uh, three or four days in, CBC decided to carry two hours. Uh, last weekend, they ended up carrying two and a half hours on Saturday, and then Sunday Whoa. had not only the closing ceremonies live on CBC, but even re-aired it in prime time with the last 15 oh. minutes of a rather embarrassing basketball final. So um, Canada's <laughs> paying attention. I think the swimming had a lot to do with it. It's the same thing with Rio. We didn't really expect to do much in swimming, and it was sort of all Penny Alexiak in uh, Rio, and this time it's all Taylor Ruck and everybody but Penny Alexiak. So... I, I honestly believe the swimming got a lot of people's attention here, and that's kind of what all the talk has been about. You know, there's some other uh, medals that uh, I guess are big deals if you're following the sport and everything, but uh, even if you weren't watching the Commonwealth Games, there was a little bit of coverage, especially with Taylor Ruck and like eight medals in swimming. Which I think she had the record, didn't she, for most mm-hmm. in the entire game, yeah. I believe. Uh, so... That was, uh, that was pretty crazy. And I, I don't know why she didn't get that award at the closing ceremony. It was some Kiwi weightlifter guy who I don't even know what the hell he did, but, um, good for him. Um, I think we should just quickly talk about the, the uh, closing ceremony because look, I don't know, Colin, if you've heard any of what's happening here in this side of the world about, uh, we're what, four days now after the closing ceremony and it's still basically, uh, headline news about how crap it was and the problems it had and just basically the issues and everything around it. Um, I, I just want to start off by saying I was lucky enough to score a ticket to the closing ceremony, which in hindsight really wasn't that hard considering half the stadium was empty. Jared, you probably could have gotten one and walked there and still made it in time. Colin, you could probably still get there and still see it. Um, I mean, it was an amazing thing to see live, to be at a closing ceremony of that scale. Colin, you obviously went to the Canada Games one. You know what I'm talking about. Like when you get to go to an event like that, it's pretty crazy. But just some of the things around it, the fact that at the end of the day, even Channel 7 come at the end of their broadcast and go, this was crap, we're sorry. Uh, <laughs> you know there's a problem. Jared, I'll start with you. I, again, I don't know if you've watched it, but surely you've heard this news about it. I mean, this closing series, a fairly successful Commonwealth game. This is just an embarrassment. This is how it's ended. It was so bad. And the fact that like the Channel 7 commentators like bagging out was the best part of it just like tells you how bad it was. Like... I think Joanna Griggs has made, like, got so many new fans for her just, like, tearing shreds yes. into what happened. Like, it was such a joke. Uh, even, like, the ceremony itself was very kind of, like, high school production value. Um, it really bugged me that nobody could sing their own song. Like, everybody yes. was just singing covers. And then you had moments where somebody would sing a cover and then the next artist would come out and sing that person's song who had just sung before. Like, yes. 
<laughs> it just didn't make any sense. Like, just get them to sing their own song. There were no like, there were like middle like range names, but there was no like big kind of standout performer moment there. Um, yeah, the only thing that made it better was the rant at the end and the fact that Birmingham's <laughs> little promo was even worse worse than our yeah. like closing ceremony. It just made everything better. I just love the fact that, yeah, like, because we were in this area watching it with, you know, a bunch of other workers who had gotten free tickets, and particularly, like, at the end when you've got, like, this, yeah, high school musical concert with the C-list celebrities from Australian singing who are singing A-list celebrity songs because they couldn't get the real A-listers, and the fact that you even have people singing Kate Sobrano covers, and then they introduce Kate Sobrano. It's like, (laughs) she's just there. Get her to sing her own songs. Like, what's wrong with her? Um, and it was just, it was just awkward and that went on forever. And the fact everyone's calling it the Australian Idol reunion tour, um, which, you know, fair enough. Guy Sebastian was there. I'm sure Colin, you're happy about that. Oh, yeah. Why didn't Guy Sebastian close it? Like what? Like he's the guy. Everybody around me went nuts and Guy Sebastian came out. He's the one that should have been closing it off. Um, I mean, I kind of weirdly like Usain Bolt DJing with Borobi. There was something <laughs> weird about that that I actually liked. But other than that, like, because we, we got into the stadium and we were sort of waiting around and all of a sudden we hear this cheer and we look through and we can see the flags and we're like, oh, this can't be the athletes. There's still like half an hour to go before the damn ceremony. And it was the athletes. And then all of a sudden, right in front of us, there's Taylor Ruck with the Canadian flag. We can't, we're trying to find Kurt Fernley, like with the Australian flag. We're going, oh, this is a bit weird. Maybe they're doing like a preview before the actual thing. But this is the, the main bit that's getting the criticism is the fact that they let the athletes in beforehand and didn't broadcast anything. And this is where Channel 7 are going off about it, which I think fair enough. And I think also like where I was sitting directly opposite me, one of the stands, it was absolutely empty absolutely empty and you two won't get this joke it was just like being at a Gold Coast Suns game where the stadium is generally empty during the AFL season anyway um so that was a bit that was to me it was like weird that this is a closing ceremony and it was absolutely empty um and yeah that Birmingham thing was just like what the hell are we where are we going in four years like I realized Durban lost the games um, and this is kind of a last minute fill in, but a lot of the British people that I was working with were like, why the hell has Birmingham got the games? There's nothing there. It's a dump. And I think this video sells that as come to Birmingham. We've got buildings and roads and we've got a fairly fancy camera work where we can do one shot of people badly lip syncing to Mr. Blue Sky. So, um, <laughs> Colin, the, the closing ceremony. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because. I mean, A, I thought it was better than Pyeongchang. I thought it was better than Rio. Um, and our commentators here were obviously a lot more polite about it. Like they were, there were several parts where they were talking like, oh, this is a really spectacular presentation and everything. And, uh, there was a lot of talk about, you know, Australia is known for their big elaborate ceremonies they do for these types of games. And I, my complaint was just, I'm like, I don't know why we needed an hour and a half of concerts. Like, there's lots of things mm. you could have done. It was just a lot of singing from a lot of people I didn't know other than Guy Sebastian. And uh, I, I will be honest, when Guy Sebastian came out, Jamie was like, this guy sounds terrible. Like, he's usually much better than this. And the, the one song he has, which is very, well, not very well known, but fairly well known here, Battle Scars. I had to play her that on YouTube in the middle of the opening yeah. closing ceremonies to prove to her. It's like, he doesn't normally sound like, maybe it's just a live crowd thing. It usually sounds much better than this. <laughs> but... I thought overall it was, you know, a decent show. It didn't look completely empty, like you said. Um, the Canada Games closing ceremonies, like, that was weird because, A, the Canada Games is usually held in smaller cities than Winnipeg, and 
Uh, we were by far the largest uh, city that ever hosted it. And they decided they wanted to put the closing ceremonies in our football stadium, which can seat about 40,000 people. They sold maybe a quarter of those seats. It was maybe 10,000 seats. But the way that they sold, the, the way we got seats, because they were selling for like $40. And then it must have been like a last-minute thing where it's like, oh, we got to get – I'm guessing the same way you got your tickets. We got to get more people in here. This is going to be on TV. So they started offering like discount seats for $15, which we got. The problem is, is that the way that they uh, sold all the seats was um, the, the, the side opposite from the cameras was full. And the side that we were on, which was on camera, had almost nobody on it because those were the last minute seats. Mm-hmm. So on TV, yeah. we had it backwards. Yours at least looked like there were people there here. It, on TV, it looked like, wow, they got maybe 2,500 people there when it was actually about 10,000. But, I mean, overall, I thought that it was okay. It wasn't like, you know, I'm not going to be watching these opening ceremonies again one night when I go through my, you know, Olympic or Commonwealth Games or Pan Am Games <laughs> ceremony binges late at night. Um, I, I especially loved the, uh, I had to ask you who it was, the zombie man who... Archie Rhodes. Yeah, and, and <laughs> I had no idea who this was, but... You're watching it live, so you probably just be like on TV. The deep breaths he was taking in between every single word he spoke or sang. Like I told Jamie, I'm like, I think this guy's dying of cardiac arrest in the middle of this song. <laughs> How is this man walking anymore? Like he seemed like something. I, I mentioned of the Living Dead trilogy that we covered, but uh, overall, I thought it was it was okay. The Birmingham thing. I mean, I didn't know what it was first because I was sort of like tuning in and out at that point. I didn't realize that's what their presentation was. I'm like, oh, this is a cool little video montage they put together. And then when I realized that was it, I'm like, was this like a deleted scene from an episode of Glee? And they just tacked it on to the Commonwealth Games? I don't understand the relevance. But as you do say, a last-minute thing. I mean, what are they going to do? They have to pull something together. Look, I mean, I think I was very well done with the camera work, the way they kind of just looked like one continuous shot of, like, this big dance-off. But, yeah, it was just, you know. And I think the thing, too, that... I mean, I looked at tickets at the closing ceremony before. I was offered like the day before, uh, at work basically. Um, but when, before that I looked and they were still going for $250 for tickets. And, um, apparently like my housemate sort of was working there at the closing ceremony too. And there was just, yeah, this one major section that was just so empty. So apparently their kind of last minute call was, and they should have done this so many, so many hours beforehand. It was kind of poorly organized. It was sending out buses to like all the other venues had finished that day and just grabbing volunteers, just like, Hey, do you want to come to the closing ceremony? We need people to fill these seats. It's going to be empty. Um, so that's kind of what, uh, they were trying to do last minute, but then they just didn't get there in time. And I mean, they were talking about how people like the athletes were leaving halfway through the stadium and I couldn't really see, you know, they beat it up a little bit saying that like thousands left and you could sort of see the entry and exit points where the athletes would go on the stadium and there were, were people leaving, but I don't think it was as many as people said there was a lot of people still in the middle sort of partying along with this, you know, B-list concert thing. Um, but anyway, we're, <laughs> that's the closing ceremony. One uh, question I had, did they announce the performers for the closing ceremony at all? Like pre-closing yeah, ceremony? Yeah, like did you or, know who was um, going to be there? Yeah, they did a few days and the the thing was kind of like it was rumoured about Guy Sebastian and all that, but then all of a sudden they're like, no, it's just going to be female. But then all of a sudden, uh, Guy Sebastian, I think, was on the announcement because Mallory was working at the stadium and she's messaged me a couple hours beforehand going, oh, he's out on stage right now doing a warm-up, so Guy Sebastian's here. Mm. Uh, and then on the night, you could buy the closing ceremony program, and in that, they have, like, a bunch of the photos of the people. So I sort of knew 
Um, but it was meant to be like a, a celebration of female Australian art- artists being sung by like the female Australian artists who've never made it famous outside of like the Gold Coast RSL club, basically. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was just, it was just odd. It was just odd having like Kate Sobrano, don't know who Kate Sobrano is. You know, she had what, like two songs in the nineties, Jared, um, sort of his, semi-household name here but has never really made it overseas to have her there but not singing her own songs and having like amy shark who i don't even know who the hell that is singing her songs it was just odd it was really odd uh and the veronica's absolutely butchered the kylie minogue classics so get stuff the veronica's um <laughs> but and i also because i was right near the little podium where the speeches were uh except for prince edward he was up in the you know the part where he didn't want to associate with us plebs but <laughs> Um, the guy who's like the head of the Commonwealth Games for Australia, the podium was bigger than him. Like he's a midget. Um, so that to me was the funniest bit. Just staring at this little guy trying to get over the podium. The speeches went on for way too long. That was one oh, thing yeah. that was just like, why do we need the Premier of Queensland, you know, Peter Beattie, Birmingham Mayor in weird outfit? Like, I mean, it's just weird. Um, and according to Wikipedia, which this is bullshit, I don't believe this, I reckon Thomas Bach was there. I didn't hear a bat or Batman <laughs> signals or anything there, so um, I think that's bullshit, Wikipedia. Um, but anyway, um, I mean, really, the, we could go through the medal table and the predictions and everything, but um, I think for Australia, obviously, we, we were very proudly on top. 80 gold, 59 silver, 59 bronze, 198 in total, only too shy of... 200, which um, for those at home wondering, I think it's our third best games ever uh, in terms of gold, our fourth best in terms of gold, third best in terms of overall. Uh, sadly, I predicted we'd beat our Melbourne total. We'll get to that in a minute, but uh, we didn't quite make it as much as Melbourne. Uh, obviously dominated a lot more than we did in Glasgow, but uh, our peaks were still Victoria back in 1994. We won 87 gold there. And in Manchester, we also won 82 gold at those games. Jared, it's, it's, I always find it interesting with Commonwealth Games that, you know, we've talked about this plenty of times. We love it because we win so many medals. We feel like America do at the Olympics. It's just like, great. Oh, only 13 gold today. Slow day. Um, but the thing that I always find fascinating about these is that in two years time in Tokyo, they'll start be liking, oh, we won 25 or 40 gold medals in the swimming. We're the best. It's like, no, we beat Scotland and, you know, Jersey. We didn't beat America and Russia and all these other good nations. Is it, do you think we did better than many people expecting where we were? I mean, I know we're going to go over this in predictions, but our overall medal count, do you think it's where we're at or a little bit too nice on us when it go into the major sporting events in a few years' time? Um, I think it was a little bit better than predictive. I think it was a little bit of redemption from, from Glasgow, and I think there's a couple of areas where we've struggled, where we've kind of uh, picked the ball back up again. I think swimming, we are kind of coming back because there's been a bit of like a metal drought there. It seems like we're finally kind of getting our act together, albeit without America, so it is a bit hard to judge. But um, I think other areas too, like cycling, there was kind of, I think... In the Commonwealth Games, you still really have, like, the main cycling nations, albeit, like, Great Britain's not together, but, like, I mean, you've got kind of all the athletes from there under their individual countries in New Zealand as well. So I think that's an area where we went away a little bit and we're coming back. So I think there has been a lot of improvement. I think it's probably good signs heading forward. 
We did medal in 17 of the 18 sports. I believe wrestling was the only one we didn't end up ultimately meddling in. So that's a pretty good track record. Um, and I think, too, that you mentioned the team sports. That was our sort of Achilles heel in Rio, wasn't it? We just kept choking in the team sports. Um, and we kind of did that here again, didn't we? I mean, our netballers basically with New Zealand choking so hard. It's like, well, that's it. We've easily got this. Nope, absolutely choked to England in the end. Our rugby seven girls, they choked and lost to New Zealand. Um, our men's hockey team remained undefeated, but our women's hockey team lost. Basketball, the only time it's ever in the Commonwealth Games is when it's in Australia because we know we're going to win the gold medals. So that's about it. But, um, yeah, it really was kind of uh, interesting how all that uh, played out. Uh, and from my perspective, seeing the boxing, uh, we obviously got uh, three gold in the boxing. One, which I'm just going to say now, I don't think we deserved. I know the Sky Nicholson story was fantastic, and that was kind of the one story in boxing that anyone gave a shit about, because I'll just say this now too, Australia, for shame that your media did not cover the boxing, because there were better stories in the boxing than Sky Nicholson, but hey, cool. Uh, I don't think she deserved that gold medal. I think that she, her Northern Irish competitor beat her, and given that I'm now an expert, having watched 201 <laughs> bouts of boxing over 11 days... Uh, I can clearly tell um, that she didn't deserve it, but it was still good. Uh, and also Tasmania apparently had a record Commonwealth Games in terms of number of uh, Tasmanians who went on to win medals. I'm not there, but I've seen some of the headlines back home. You know, Ariane Titmus, obviously Tasmanian, Amy Cure, some of the Lawn Bowl girls were from um, Tasmania. And my friend, uh, Katie Fasina, uh, she won a silver medal in the weightlifting, so I'm uh, very happy that she did that. Colin, Canada, I think you won medals in 13 sports. You were in uh, 17 of them. Obviously, netball the only one not there. Um, I mean, I sort of asked this question before, but 15 gold. Uh, look, you won 30-odd in Glasgow, got a lot of silvers. I mean, you still were third overall with if you, we did it by overall medals and not gold. So, I mean, you're, there, you're round about where you usually are in the Commonwealth Games. You just won more silvers this time around than gold. Yeah, and it's funny you said you didn't win anything in... And didn't win anything in wrestling? Uh, Australia didn't, but you did. Yeah, I think we won everything in wrestling, because I was like... Every time I looked on my app, it's like Canada wins another medal in wrestling. Canada wins another medal. And uh, Erica Weeb was, of course, the big one. She was one of our big stars that decided to go to the Commonwealth Games. Thank you very much, Andre DeGrasse. But, uh, like, <laughs> she's all over the media here, like, 365 days a year. So um, she probably got the majority of TV and interview time on, like, CBC and everything like that. Uh, but wrestling was big and obviously swimming. Uh, I think... If you add up, I think we got two golds in wrestling. How many in swimming? Two, three? Uh, you got three in swimming, yes. So, yeah, I mean, th the majority of our medals, or at least the largest chunk, comes from two sports. And, and gymnastics. And gymnastics, Four and gymnastics, yeah. Gold. Yeah, so, I mean, w w we obviously have our dominant sports as well. Um, I thought that the, the beach volleyball was the most exciting because I didn't really know who was going to the finals or anything and then uh, when I woke up and I saw both the gold medal games, I didn't even click to see who was in it. And I'm like, Canada, Australia. I'm like, oh, and Canada, Australia. And, of course, one we won and one you won. So uh, that's the success of Off the Podium, one obviously, eight. building that sport. That's what my guess is going to be. Uh, Commonwealth Games debut and Off the Podiums to thank for that. But the netball is so disappointing for me because I, I really want to see this <laughs> sport. And we talked a couple of days in about how it was just all cycling and uh, – swimming and everything on DAZN and then they started airing like around the clock lawn bowl and <laughs> I watched some of it and I, I, I enjoyed some of it but um, 
I kept waiting for netball. I'm like, I don't care if there's no Canadians, but apparently they yeah. only wanted to show things with Canadians. So I didn't get to see any of that. But uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll probably talk on the end is about the real drama, which really had nothing to do with Canada uh, in the, the marathon. I don't know if either of you watched that. Oh, I mean, I didn't watch it, but I know, yeah, the Scottish guy, the yeah. big news over here, uh, obviously, with the helping. Talk about it in a minute. I just want to mention about the netball, because uh, on, so boxing finished on Saturday night. So Sunday was kind of like my day off before the closing ceremony. So Mallory and I went down into Service Paradise because they have little designated bars and restaurants which turn themselves into, you know, like Jamaica House, single house. So we went to the Canada House one. And they had the best poutine outside of Canada I've ever had. It was amazing. It was great. Um, we had, what was that? Mallory's in the background here, but what was that we dessert we had from Nanaimo bars? Oh, have you never something? had those? No, I'd never heard of them until oh. Colin knows them. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Colin's, Colin's having a few moments to himself here. Um, but they had on the TV, so obviously the basketball was on the men's final. Uh, and then they cut to the netball. So Mallory's like, I'm going to position over here so I can watch this, and you're going to tell me how to explain this sport. And, like, I sort of, like, I get netball the basics. Jared, you would have been a lot better at explaining because you obviously have played it before. But, like, you just, Mallory, you just didn't get it still, did you? Or, no, yeah, she still didn't understand it. But, I mean, at the end of the day, Australia losing netball is is bloody big deal. I mean, New Zealand lost to Malawi. That's, like, Canada getting beaten by Australia in the Winter Olympics in ice hockey. That was, like huge huge upset um but i think also just quickly on that um basketball that was pretty epic that you guys did knock out new zealand on the buzzer mm. uh i mean that made some big news over here because it wasn't the canadian basketball team just like 12 year olds or something like that it's like they the were nobody yeah. basically <laughs> i mean it was no shock I... when we lost in the the gold medal game obviously <laughs> Which, I mean, can we just point out that our basketball team was filled up with our domestic players. None of our NBA stars had bothered to come to the Commonwealth Games. But uh, I just looked at the wrestling quickly, and in the women's wrestling, you medaled in every event. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the men's, you medaled in every but two of the events. And I was actually very disappointed because on the, my Thursday day off, I got tickets to the hockey and the badminton. And when I initially bought tickets to the badminton, I could have bought tickets to the wrestling because it's literally right next door to the badminton. And I'm like, no, nah, wrestling, what a shit sport. Like, I don't get it. They just, like, rub each other's faces and their bums and all this sort of stuff. It's weird. But then if I, if I had have gone to that night, I would have seen Canada win two gold medals. I didn't get to see any Canadian gold medals because the one time at the boxing that I thought I would finally get to see it. I'm like, yes, here we go. Gold for Canada. Uh, they didn't win it. They got the silver. Uh, and that was from the great boxer of Thomas Blumenfeld. Um, which I, I will say, though, for Canadian boxers, you had seven competitors, six of them won medals. Mm-hmm. Uh, five of them were bronze. One was a silver. Um, but uh, And I managed to get a photo of all of them coming through, yes. holding their medals up, and then I had three of them message me on Instagram asking for me to send them the photo so they could share it too. Oh, so, let's get them on well, we probably could because seriously, they were all very polite. I mean, they're Canadian, of course. Um, but, uh, yeah, they were all very, uh, easy to deal with. The Canadians are always the one and everyone in my little work area knew that I was the one going for the Canadians. And like every time I see something Canada, Ben, I think of you. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'll take that. And as, uh, Blumenfeld, I just on the, Blumenfeld, go, go that was, uh, the, I, I was watching the finals because I woke up like at 2.33 o'clock in the morning and couldn't figure out what else to do. So I'm like, maybe I'll see Ben in the background. Blumenfeld's uh, fight was the one that I actually got a chance to watch, uh, which was, you know, sad, but still it was good to see somebody in the finals. But uh, I, I got to see a lot of Canadians in the medal ceremonies, you know, standing side by side yes. by others. <laughs> 
Yes. Well, he, uh, the, he lost to Jonas Jonas, who has the best name out of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> there was another Namibian boxer whose first name was Try Again, uh, and he lost, <laughs> sadly. Um, but, um, everyone knew Jonas Jonas was going to win just because he was a really good boxer. Um, my favorite out of the Canadians, I really like Eric Bazran, who to me sort of resembled Drake, kind of, mm. but he was the one who you were talking about a week ago that made like those noises every time he came in and punched. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he sort of had a pretty bad semi, so he lost in his semi, but, um, I actually saw him walking around a shopping centre on Sunday. There you go. Just randomly seeing Canadian boxes. They shop too. Um, <laughs> They're people just like us. <laughs> They're people just like us. They shop around the place. Um, but, yeah, no, the the medal ceremonies, I, I, that was like one of my weird, enjoyable things to see. Because, you know, the boxing, you didn't have any medal ceremonies for the final day. So to finally kind of see all that. But, um, yeah, the uh, great experiences with it all and um i kind of say i'm officially a commonwealth games bronze medalist because one of our little end of uh games gifts we got was a uh bronze medal uh not with like the ribbon it's in a little box but uh i have a commonwealth games bronze medal for working at the game so there you go that's how easy to hand them out now um the marathon yeah did you want to talk about that just quickly because i mean yeah. obviously we had the yeah the scottish guy who was leading and kind of fell over and there's a lot of sort of controversy around that about why no one helped him and the lack of medical assistance uh i mean isn't it a thing though if you get touched you're basically a disqualified if you're getting outside assistance and that's what he was like saying like don't touch me don't touch me i don't yeah. know how it works colin you run marathons and shit you know these things well that was the reason why i spent 45 minutes at least watching it because i've got one coming up <laughs> in like three weeks and I, I find it just strangely fascinating to watch it, even though you never see somebody pass uh, somebody else. But I was I, – I, it's terrible timing. I watched this thing for probably 45 minutes leading up to um, the two-hour and three-minute mark. And I was giving Casper a bath at the time, and I'm like, oh, let me switch over to badminton and see what's going on there. And then I came back, and when like before I switched over, they were saying uh, Callum Hawkins, who was the, the Scottish runner who was in the lead – they're saying, you know, at this point, unless something really disastrous happens, there is no way he's losing this. So, like, he has such a huge lead, he would have to, like, basically die <laughs> to lose this race. <laughs> and this is two hours and three minutes, and I turn to badminton, and I come back about ten minutes later, I'm like, where did Hawkins go? Like, who's this other, the Australian guy, I don't even remember his name. Uh, I, he, he won the, the gold in, uh, Glasgow too, I guess. So he was like a back to back winner by default this time. And I, I was wondering what happened. They kept saying, we hope that Hawkins is all right. I had to wait 24 hours before anybody even had this up on YouTube to see what happened. But wow. as soon as I did see it, like, you know, he was running and they, they started to pick up. It's like he's starting to veer off course a little bit. Like they still weren't really concerned. And then just out of nowhere, he collapses. But like you said, nobody touches him. And, they're saying, well, why didn't any, you know, why didn't the medical personnel come quicker? Because the guy got up again and kept running, you know, and he went another, I don't know, 10, 20 feet or something like that before collapsing again. And all I could think in my head is like, because I had heard about the controversy before I watched this clip. I'm like, there is no way that if you were in any other sport, they would say this. Like, if Penny Alexiak suddenly starts... I don't know, slowing down the water and drifting into another lane, you're not going to have a lifeguard jump in and interrupt the race to, to pull her out and give her mouth to mouth. I mean, unless yeah. his name was Ben Waterworth, but, <laughs> but she's 18 now, isn't she? <laughs> almost, <laughs> but it's, it wouldn't even have to be in a marathon. I think in any sport, you don't touch the runners. So the guy kept insisting he could get up and go. And I guess he was just discharged like 
24 hours ago or something. So he spent like two days in hospital. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, yeah, were criticizing lack of help. And one of the organizers sort of came out and said, well, we can't have medical personnel on every single corner of the course. Mm -hmm. We have them at positions. And this just happened to be like in the middle of the two positions. And yeah, I think kind of, um, the, the people who were on the fence were like going to assist him. And I think the marathon guys just like, don't touch me. You touch me. I'll be disqualified. Um, and I think kind of the thing that kind of made me most angry about this whole situation, there was an article, I think it was from the BBC, maybe it wasn't the BBC, it was some British article where basically they're ripping shit into Australia for being a bunch of cocky, arrogant shitheads because we won so many gold medals. And they're basically like, calm down, Australia, it's not the Olympics. Uh, and to me, it's like, well, get over it, Britain, just because you lost. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's very cocky and, and arrogant and, and of in you, this pen. Art- Thank you, it is. This is our time to, like, gloat, all right? Because we suck in the Olympics now, so this is our time, all right? These are our Olympics, Britain. Uh, but in this article, they basically said it showed nothing more than cockiness because it was Michael Shelley who didn't stop to help the Scottish guy. They reckon that that just showed how arrogant we are. And if you actually see the footage, Michael Shelley, like, he's extremely concerned for this guy when he's walking, running past him. Um, and again, like, yeah, it would have been an epic moment of sportsmanship had he had stopped to get him. But at the same time, like, this is for the lead, I guess. I mean, it's kind of, it's one of those weird things that, yeah, you want to see this level of sportsmanship, but you can also understand it because he's about to win a marathon. And there was only like, what, a kilometre to go at this point or yeah, something too, it was wasn't really there? It wasn't like it was, yeah. Jared, did you see any of this? Was this part of the two hours you watched? Uh, I didn't, but I do think it's interesting. I think like, if you collapse, like, on your own, like, that's your own, like, lack of conditioning or whatever. I think it's different situations. There was that marathon at the Olympics where somebody got attacked by somebody in the crowd or whatever. And yeah, I think, like, the Brazilian in that Athens, situation, yeah. yeah, if you help somebody, then, like, it's a bit different because it's not their own fault that they've they've lost the race in that situation. So they kind of, it does come into it, this sportsmanship of, well, they've been attacked by a spectator or something, so I should help them. But in this case, like, Yes, he collapsed and it's terrible, but like that's his own like doing by he went out too hard or he didn't train hard enough or, or whatever. His preparation wasn't perfect. So I think in that situation it is kind of it sucks, but I mean bad luck you weren't fit enough to kind of finish you. I'm not gonna like give up the gold medal just to like help you up and then for somebody else to go past me. It's um and it's part of the sport. It's one of these things that people know it's part of the sport too. You know, it's 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 obviously difficult for us to watch on TV, but I mean it's it's no different to if somebody in Formula One crashes and is injured, all the cars aren't gonna pull over and help them out. Exactly. Like I'm sure you've seen the movie Driven, that doesn't fucking happen. <laughs> so like um it's 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 part of the sport. And again, at the end of the day, ultimately he's fine. It's 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 terrible to watch on TV and obviously his family and everything are watching this, but you know, I'm sure that if you're in a, a Commonwealth Games marathon, Colin, and you collapse like that, and Jamie's watching at home, she knows that this is kind of part of it. You weren't, like, you know, bolsing and your eyeballs are hanging out or anything like that. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I don't know how to put that any nicer or anything like that. Um, just want to point out, just on the medal tally, uh, you only beat New Zealand, Colin, uh, by the matter of the fact that you won more silver medals. <laughs> New Zealand won 15 gold medals. What's going on? Should commend India, though. Like, as much as we're sort of talking about the fact that you guys finished fourth, you usually finished third, but India had a very successful game in terms of gold, and a lot of them came in wrestling and boxing. Uh, so 26 gold for them. But uh, some other notable ones I feel that we should mention in terms of countries that won their very first medals... Uh, Vanuatu, Cook Islands, Solomon Islands, the British Virgin Islands, and Dominica all won their very first Commonwealth Games medals. So uh, I always like it when we see uh, 
Yeah, exactly. I always like it when we see countries like that uh, winning them along the way. Um, Samoa, I saw them win a silver in the boxing. Samoans are great to deal with. Fiji, they won a bronze in the boxing. It was the first time they'd won boxing match in 36 years. Uh, and Sri Lanka was the first time in 80 years that they had won medals in boxing, and they ended up winning two bronze medals. So um, there's a lot of uh, big deals around that. I guess really kind of till we get to our predictions, I mean, Jared, you watched like an hour of it, of the Commonwealth Games, but do you have any highlights at least from what you did see or uh, anything at least from the Commonwealth Games? Uh, from the swimming, I love that uh, Bronte beat Kate. I just... Um... Out of the two sisters who I can't stand in the chokers, she's the one I hate the least. Um, <laughs> apart from that, uh, I did enjoy... Did you guys see the uh, Nigerian wrestler with her over-the-top celebration? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah so the Canadian this... just standing there staring yeah, yeah, at her. She, she's just rolling on the mat, carrying on for, like, five, ten minutes. Like, they were waiting to, like, properly, like, finish the match and, like... It's hilarious. It's such a good reaction to winning. So I think that's kind of up there as, as one of my major highlights. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to say with the Campbell sisters, it's not a very popular opinion to dislike the Campbell sisters. Um, we were back in the media center when that race was on. And I'm like, oh, I don't like the Campbell sisters. And about five people, why? Why don't you like the Campbell sisters? What's wrong with you? They're amazing. And I'm like, holy shit, I just will keep my opinions to myself. <laughs> like, wow. Don't hate the Campbell sisters in public, everyone. Um, Colin, uh, what were your DAZN highlights? Uh, well, I mean, the swimming. Even I'm looking right now on the app, and they're they're showing all the highlights. And the very first thing is a Taylor Ruck profile, which they've had a new Taylor Ruck profile every single day since this thing launched. And obviously that's a big one, but also Kylie Mass in the, um, the swimming as well with the, the two backstrokes. Cause, uh, obviously, you know, Penny Alexiak hasn't really lived up to the Rio hype since then, but Kylie Mass has gone from the world championships now to Commonwealth games and, you know, beaten stiff competition in both. So, we're thinking like, yeah, we have a real swimming star on our hands now. No knock against Penny, but uh, somebody who may actually stand the test of time here. And then, uh, you know, also the wrestling, there was there was a lot of good stuff there, uh, especially Erica Weeb, just because she's become such a huge star here. But the real one, thank you for bringing up New Zealand, Ben. I don't know if you noticed that uh, Canadian Alicia Newman beat your precious Eliza McCartney from New Zealand, the one New Zealander you like. I... I did because uh, Mallory happened to constantly send me images from the stadium. I was like, Canada won a gold. Canada won a gold. And when she said pole vault, I'm like, oh, where'd Eliza finish? And she got second. But Tell that Eliza get out of the way. She was happy. She's happy with her silver medal. She's not um, dis- upset and sulking like the Campbell sisters do, everybody. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that, that was, I guess, one of the big ones. Like, she's one of the athletes that there was... Not a lot to talk about, but talk about going into this, but to have her finish gold. And I think she even set a games record with that. I mean, that was huge, too. Um, just outside of the Canadian ones, I, I got to say, lawn bowling, that's that's a real quality sport. <laughs> um, I, I love to see, you know, a 55-year-old man wearing size 55 pants that can win a gold medal in anything. <laughs> it was It was an experience. 
Did you see uh, our colleague on off the on off, this is off the podium on the Oz Network, Nick Chester's post about uh, his disdain for athletes who are you know a certain size. Yeah, he doesn't like people like the lawn bowlers and the shooters. He says they shouldn't be elite athletes, but um, gives hope for people like us. I feel. Uh, I just just one thing quickly before I say mine. I just looking at the wrestling results. There was a bit of controversy in the boxing because Taylor Robertson, this Australian, basically there's only seven boxers in her category. So one boxer was automatically going to get a buy into the semi-finals based on the draw. And of course, if you make the semi-finals in boxing, you win a medal because you lose the semi-final, you get a bronze medal. So Taylor Robertson from Australia basically won Australia's first medal at the Commonwealth Games before they'd even started because she got the buy, was straight into the semi-finals. Uh, she ultimately lost that semi-final, so it took her a week and a half to box and she lost, but she got a bronze medal. But in the wrestling... Can we just point out, in the women's 50-kilogram category, the gold went to Vinesh Fogart of India, who defeated Jessica McDonald of Canada. Bronze, not awarded, as there were only four competitors. (laughs) The two losing semi-finalists, who don't even get medals, like, that's a bit cruel. Why don't they get medals? Just because there's only four people in the category. I think they should automatically get them no matter what. But, um... Wow, you're, the depth of the Commonwealth Games. You're fighting for third place <laughs> or second last, so I can kind of see yeah. your point. Yeah. Um, look, I I think Malawi beating New Zealand, and I'm not just saying that anti-New Zealand, I mean, that is a pretty big deal in the world of sport that that happens. I mean, New Zealand really not that good in netball at the moment. They're having a really poor form, but that is a huge, huge upset for that to happen. So I think that was kind of... Um, a, a very big, you know, issue that that happened. I mean, a lot of mine, just, just watching the boxing and just everything about that was incredible. The whole experience for me was amazing. And, uh, I had, um, the, the super heavyweights were the guys that were just, that is just epic to watch. And we had the semi final, uh, between the English guy, I can't remember his name. He went on to win the gold. He beat my favorite, uh, New Zealand guy, Patrick, uh, Malab, Malabu, I think his name was. Um, and it was just such an entertaining fight. Everyone literally gave him a standing ovation at the end of it because it was just that entertaining the way they were getting stuck into each other. Um, uh, I just seeing so much of that emotion around it. Like I had people collapsing in my area, just bawling their eyes out because they lost. We had people storming through, chucking tantrums because they lost. I need to come out five minutes later. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's just fascinating to sort of see all that. I got to see, uh, squash live, uh, table tennis is amazing. Badminton live is amazing. I saw our guy, uh, from the Rio games compete live. Sarah Singy, that was great. Uh, I saw hockey live, which was great. I mean, just, even the vibe, and we've kind of noticed in the coming, the days after the games have finished that it does feel different. Like, it kind of, it goes back to normal. You get waited at a train station and everyone's back into their phones with their headphones on, you know, their business suits, no one's talking to anyone. But like, a day beforehand, everyone's in their uniforms, just having a conversation. You just speak to everyone and it's just, it's just such a different vibe around the place. But it's just such a great experience to have it all here and everything and just being able to experience it all. So half the singers yeah. from my, my, the closing ceremonies are busking on the street corner. Yeah, yeah, they're back to a Kate Sopranos, back to busking in the Queen Street Mall. Um just, you know, trying to get a dime. Remember me? I had that song in the nineties. Um so yeah, but I mean it's it's just such a great experience. Um that yeah, I, I definitely I, I stole some signage from the boxing, so Hello, Commonwealth Games Federation. Uh, they have like the, the, the signage that says Gold Coast 2018 over our little rails to block the athletes in, but, uh, we saw, uh, you know, it's quite large too. It can make a good bed duna cover, so there was that. Uh, so <laughs> I scored a heap of pins on my lanyard, which is great. Um, very fun times. Loved it. So yeah, Commonwealth Games, they're done. But we want to look at our predictions. I've, I've already gone over these. 
and I've given us points to who got the closest in each category. So why are you laughing? Uh, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking now that I do all the math that your predictions for Canada, Australia combined had no other countries in the world winning medals. <laughs> well, you may laugh, Colin Hilding, uh, no. but I actually won the predictions. I got four points. All right. I got closest with Australia gold. I predicted we win 76 gold. We won 80. I got closest with Australian silver. I predicted we'd win 53. We won 59. And I got closest on Australia's total. I said we'd win 213. We won 198. And my Canadian predictions were absolutely outlandish. But can I just point out, I closest on the silver medal count. Ooh. I said Canada would win 31 silver. You won 40. The one that mattered. Win your face. Yes, exactly. Uh, Colin, you got one point <laughs> because you were close. <laughs> On Canada's overall total, you said you would win 84. You won 82. Yeah, so look at you got hey, pretty close. That's got to be the closest all around then, isn't it? Um, yeah, yes, I think it might okay, be, so that actually. means I'm the winner. Jared, you got, you got Eat three it, points. You got, closest, you got closest on the Canada gold. Uh, 29 gold. Obviously, they only won 15, <laughs> so none of us thought you would win that little. Uh, you got closest on Australia bronze. You said Australia would win 49. Australia won 59. You also got closest on Canada bronze. You're a bronze fiend. Fiend? Fiend. I don't know what I'm saying right now. 27 bronze. And, um, Canada actually won 27 bronze. No! Jared actually Aww. gets it dead on. In your face, Hilding! Eat it, Lubick! Uh, <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, anyone want to make any predictions now for Birmingham? Four years in advance. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it'll be I, wanna, I actually want to make happens. I want to make predictions for Edmonton 2026. Mm. That's where I'm going for it. Um, big year for Canada in 2026, Colin. Uh, I think you're bidding for both the uh, Edmonton Commonwealth Games and the Calgary Winter Olympics. Can you have both? Who knows? So, I know which one we want. Um, yeah, clearly the Commonwealth yeah. Games. So <laughs> Justin Trudeau is on board with it. Um, it's been fun. Obviously, you know, we had limited coverage of this, but. Uh, we all had different experiences of the Commonwealth Games. Jared, anything else to add before we close out the off-the-podium busyness of 2018 and don't come back for another two years? Uh, I don't know. I think just the the world of netball doesn't know what's happening. Um, is this a sport? <laughs> is this not a sport? Uh, Australia rethinking whether we should compete in it or not anymore. Um, so, yeah, um, looking forward to Birmingham and the netball, um, provided they have a venue. Hashtag Brum. Can we just point that out? Like, <laughs> yeah, Brum the car. Yeah, like everybody is sitting around me. Everyone sitting around me was like, oh, where the hell's a yellow car? Like, what the hell is hashtag Brum? <laughs> like, come on. Um, Colin, anything else to add? DAZN, are you going to pay your monthly fees now for DAZN or are you done with DAZN? Uh, you know, if it was another time of year, I might pick it up. But, like, right now, the one cool thing they have on here is the, the Russian... Hockey League there, Stanley Cup's going on right now, but it's it's pretty much over, and I got the real Stanley Cup playoffs going on right now. I, I might pick it up again. Both your teams, they're doing well, aren't they? Yeah, well, so far, so good. They're not out yet. <laughs> Local teams one game away from the dancing. But, I don't know, it's 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 a good app, and there's some interesting stuff on there. I don't know if I'll pay $20 a month, but I may pick it up in the fall or whatever. But I just want to say how... Uh, Great it is that by the end of this episode, we will have covered more of the Commonwealth Games than Jared watched in two weeks. <laughs> yes. And more, as much as CBC shows. Yes. Uh, over two weeks. 
as well. Um, but thank you to everybody for tuning in to these three episodes, I guess. Um, from here, I mean, we can look at some interviews. Why not? Um, that's really all we're going to have to do between now and Tokyo, right? Uh, I mean, the Youth Olympics are on this year. Do we give a shit about them? Um, you know, I kind of do, but I don't know about you two. Uh, the World Cup. Uh, you two love your soccer. So, um, bring on Tokyo 2020. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, at least. Uh, but guys, thank you for joining us, everybody listening, and uh, to both Jared and Colin, and we will speak to you next time, wherever we speak to you from here on Off The Podium. Together, they underline the impressive contribution that Australia has made to the successful development of the Commonwealth.